This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Biden team has made a few more tweaks to its COVID-19 guidance for feds. Zombie programs that just won't die lurch glassy-eyed toward half a trillion dollars. And the Navy is looking for a few good gamers. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. President Joe Biden lays out his plan to give federal employees a pay raise in 2023. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Biden says he plans to give civilian federal employees an average 4.6% pay raise next year, effective January 1st. The president is specifically recommending a 4.1% across-the-board pay raise for federal employees in 2023, with an additional 0.5% average locality pay adjustment. Some federal employees will see a higher or lower pay raise than the average depending on what part of the country they live in. This would be the largest federal pay raise in 20 years, but it falls short of a 5.1% pay raise proposed by some congressional Democrats. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Biden administration has made a few more tweaks to its COVID-19 guidance for the federal workforce. Among other changes, there's no longer a government-wide distinction between vaccinated and unvaccinated employees when it comes to decisions about who's allowed to travel on official business. The Safer Federal Workforce Task Force also added guidance on what specific types of masks need to be worn in some workplace settings, like those in areas with high COVID transmission rates. We'll post a link to all of the latest updates at federalnewsnetwork.com. The Coast Guard kicked seven cadets out of its academy this week for refusing to comply with the military's COVID vaccination policy. Having asked for religious exemptions, several of those cadets are challenging the denial in a federal lawsuit. The number of zombie programs continues to rise. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. Agencies are spending $26 billion more in fiscal 2022 on programs that Congress hasn't reauthorized. This brings the total of programs that will not die, thus called zombie programs, to more than 1,100 worth more than $460 billion. Another 111 programs are set to expire in the end of fiscal 2022 if Congress doesn't act. The Congressional Budget Office detailed these programs in a new report, prompting some lawmakers to call on fellow members to do more to kill off these unauthorized programs. House Budget Committee Ranking Member Jason Smith called for an end to this legislative laziness. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. How is your agency reducing the time tax on citizens? That's a question a bipartisan group of 10 lawmakers is asking the Government Accountability Office to help answer. In a letter to GAO, Congressman Derek Kilmer and nine other House members want auditors to review agency efforts to improve citizen-facing agency operations. The lawmakers are concerned about the time burden on citizens to apply for or take advantage of services. They outlined seven questions for GAO to consider, including the work by OMB and GSA on the customer experience executive order and what steps agencies are taking to reduce the paperwork burden. The CDC is missing an incentive structure for employees who go above and beyond 
and director Rochelle Walensky wants to change that. She says that during the COVID-19 pandemic, many workers were deployed, taking on additional tasks that were related to responding to the spread of the virus. At an event held by the Center for Strategic and International Studies, Walensky said that her office needs to implement a way to reward those who step up in times of crisis. You can expect to see some changes to a key process behind the Pentagon's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. The cyber accreditation body will revise the much-criticized CMMC assessment process. Industry groups like the Coalition for Government Procurement argue the draft CAP document is too complex and prescriptive. Cyber AB Chief Executive Matthew Travis says the CAP is a work in progress. We're going to continue to work this and adjudicate comments and share with you probably each month giving an update on, on CAP revisions and changes. The CAP won't be finalized until the Pentagon implements formal rules for the CMMC requirements. That's not expected to happen until next spring at the earliest. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Agencies are being reminded to close out old Freedom of Information Act requests. As the fiscal year comes to a close, agencies have started to send out still-interested letters to requesters. But the Office of Government Information Services, or OGIS, says agencies should limit the use of such inquiries and give requesters at least 30 days to respond. Any requester who believes an agency may be missing these closeout letters should contact the agency's FOIA public liaison or OGIS itself for assistance. The Air Force is setting new goals to make its officer applicant pool more diverse. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. In the wake of George Floyd's murder, the Air Force went through a diversity and inclusion review and found that minorities and women were underrepresented in the officer corps. Now the service is trying to change that by setting aspirational goals for percentages of certain races, ethnicities, and genders in its recruitment pools. The officer corps is currently 79% male and 77% white. The goals aim for 36% of applicants to be women. The Air Force wants 13% of its applicants to be black and 15% to be Hispanic or Latino. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Navy's looking for new sailors to join its eSports team to compete in national tournaments and video games like Super Smash Brothers and Call of Duty. The Navy says eSports helps with recruiting. Sailors who are selected are given a three-year assignment to the team's facility in Memphis. The Defense Department wants to make military aviation a little safer, or at least adopt some civilian aviation safety practices. The newly formed Joint Safety Council will focus on operational safety challenges and adding to existing safety programs. In addition to aviation, the council hopes to improve safety protocols for tactical, ground, and afloat vehicles. The council will make recommendations to reform regulations and policy that affect operational safety with a goal of bridging the gap between commercial aviation practices and military aviation realities. The military continues to see increases in reports of sexual assault as the Defense Department says there was a 13 percent uptick in 2021. The Army and Navy saw the most significant increases. Additionally, in a confidential survey, 36,000 service members reported unwanted sexual contact. Sexual assaults have continued to grow in the military even through the pandemic. With the help of an independent committee, DOD is implementing a series of reforms. The Biden administration instructs agencies how to build up the federal workforce to meet its green government goals. 
The White House expects its Council on Environmental Quality to decide on metrics to track the development of a climate and sustainability-focused workforce no later than fiscal 2023. Meanwhile, the Office of Personnel Management is working on a report analyzing the federal workforce's role in climate adaption and sustainability. OPM's forthcoming report will specifically look at the state of agency engagement, employee training, and leadership capabilities needed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions across all government operations. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, September 1st, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.